Back in the 70s, board games and improv theater had a baby, and it was called the role-playing game. These games allowed a generation of kids to live out their dreams of slaying dragons and saving kingdoms, all while sitting in their bedrooms and basements. Today, gaming has moved into the cultural mainstream, and role-playing games are back with a vengeance. Join us now as five of these former kids come out of the basement and onto the internet to experience adventure, mystery, and obscure pop culture references. It's time for Roll for Combat. Hey everyone, welcome to Roll for Combat. I'm your GM and host, Stephen Glicker, and in this week's episode, the boys seem to welcome Akiro the Just into the party with welcome arms. Let's see how Akiro does in combat. Also this week, in Roll to Assist, Param and I take on the oh-so-simple question of how you should set up a brand new campaign from scratch. And finally, we have the very last question in the free trip to PaizoCon contest. That's right, you can enter the contest this week. So a few big announcements when it comes to the contest. This is the last week I'm going to be asking you a question. And to make things easier, I'm going to ask you the question right now. Are you ready? The question is, during this episode, how many critical misses, aka ones, are rolled in all combats? It's very simple to know when this happens because you hear the wah 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 sound. So just count up the number you hear throughout the episode and that's it. That's all you need to do. So the last couple of weeks, I've been hinting that there's going to be a really big addition to the PaizoCon contest. Well, guess what? I'm finally ready to discuss it. All the details have been worked out. Here it is. At PaizoCon, I'm going to be running a private game of Grimmer Space. For those of you who don't know what Grimmer Space is, it's a new environment that is going to be kickstarted right around PaizoCon that's being published by Iron GM Games. It is a hardcore horror setting for the world of Starfinder. What makes this so cool is the game I'm going to run was written by Richard Pett, who is one of the best adventure writers, I think, of all time, and he does some really gnarly stuff. But the coolest part is that this was co-authored by Sean Austin. You probably know Sean. He's been in some movies. This thing called The Goonies. Another little known movie called Lord of the Rings. He was also in this TV show you might have heard of called Stranger Things. He's pretty big deal. Well, guess what? He's going to be joining us during the game session. So, if you win this contest, not only will you get to play Grimmer Space with me, it's going to be broadcast on Twitch on the Paizo channel, live, during the game, some of the Roll for Combat guys are going to be playing, and Sean Austin is going to be playing with us as well. So as I said, it's gotten a little bit bigger. So not only do you win PaizoCon, you'll win this too. How about that for fun and cool? Heck, just playing Grimmer Space, written by Richard Pett, I thought that was enough. But having Sean Austin part of it is just the icing on the cake. And oh yeah, you get to play with me and the Roll for Combat guys too. So yeah. Oh, by the way, you can also enter the contest. That's right. 
All you need to do is go to paizocon.rollforcombat.com and there is the form. It has all the information. Just fill it out, submit it, voila, you're entered into the contest. Of course, you do have to get all the questions right to have a valid entry. Make sure you do listen to episodes 70 to 76 and make sure you get those answers right. Otherwise, you won't be valid. And the good news is you have about a month. I'm not announcing the winner until April 23rd, so that's a good month from now, so you got plenty of time to listen to the shows and enter. But with that, let's get started with this week's show. So you go through the city. Again, it's like a... It is, let's see how far is it. It's about 20 minutes and you go through a dilapidated city. You see little creatures sort of running around and you see things flying overhead, but you manage to stay low and uh, nothing attract any attention. And you find what appears to be the maze of ghosts. Ghosts! The front entrance of this building has been sheared away by some ancient calamity, revealing metal structural supports pipes and bits of wiring the ground here is littered with rubble some of which has been removed to clear a small path into the structure and that is what you see ah. and there appears to be some double doors in front of you as you can see this was part of the building and it is just like gone there's a uh, doors to the north and the southeast has just been torn asunder and it looks like all this rubble has been shifted around so that you can actually like you know walk towards these uh, large double doors um more more seriously than all the joking for it our our goal here is to find hiroji or is our goal here to find more than that bob marquis is playing the human envoy rusty carter uh your goal here was to before hiroji was gone here's the grand plan let me back up so everyone understands so that it's it's a little it's a little convoluted plus we haven't played in a little while the temple was open to all. The cultists showed up, saw the temple was open to all, came in, were treated as guests. They then promptly started to kill everyone, ransacked the temple, and left with lots of possessions and took off. Akira was left behind as he did not want to take place in the horrible ransacking and killing of everyone since it was too much even for him. He didn't expect to actually take part in the killing because they never really went on away missions. It was sort of like Star Trek where you can spend your whole life in a starship. And this was an all hands on deck mission. And he kind of was found out because he was not blatantly killing people like a homicidal maniac. In turn, some of the Kish left because they still wanted to keep the temple open and kind of wanted to go by their old ways. A new sect took over, has locked down the temple and since it used to be an arms factory and military supplier, the chances of you getting in there is zero without backdoor or some other entry. Hence, you're looking to see if you can find some other way in. That is where we last left off. So we found one of the keys. Like, there is another thing we need to find that we think we can yeah. triangulate and figure out the code to get in. Chris Beamer is playing the tiefling technomancer Akiro the Just. Okay, and I, and I think it might be in here, so let's go for it. Um, I'd like to get off this rock. This is a building. The description that is correct. of the building. This isn't the arms factory. 
John Stats is playing the Vesk soldier, Mo Dupinski. This is the maze of ghosts. Okay. You can give um, me a culture check if you want to try to figure out what this might be. Well, if, I it's, a, if it's a military, uh, I, I've... It is not military. Okay, then I, I only, I'll assist. My role's going to be just in this. That's my culture check. Woohoo! Add, add, add two to his, so that's Kiro gets a 28, gets 30, and Mo gets a four. I guess I don't need to worry about rolling. Jason McDonald is playing the Ahsoki mechanic, Tuttle Blacktail, and his drone, Cheddar. <laughs> Akira knows that this appears to be a museum. Okay. This is a museum. Wait, Akira, that was very useful information. Thank you. Ah, yes, you're quite welcome. I'm sorry, right. what's your name again? Akira the Just. Starfinder Society, sure. at your service. Did, did we actually run your credentials in the Starfinder Society? I can't recall. Ah, uh, you could try, but being that we're in the vast of the drift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So, but no. yes, yes, so absolutely. Yeah, no, sure. you could. You okay, could. Great. Got it. Yeah. Okay. No problem. I do have the uh, implant. Sure, sure, sure. And the data pad, for the, and I have a doctor's note from Chessex. You brought a note. Well, you have a note. Well, brought, that, that's all I needed to know. That's great. <laughs> it was a note from a tea, your doctor. It's like, ex- oh. Signed to Kiro's doctor. Yeah, I got it. I am there extremely proficient in computers, so there is that too. Thank God, because that's a skill that we had. I mean, that we, well, whatever. It doesn't matter. Well, I think Hiroji, just from seeing his vids, uh, had a lot of skills. Hopefully I can... He did. Yeah. And what? <laughs> Supposedly he had skills to pay the bills. He had skills to pay the bills. Eh, yeah, paid the I bills. Don't, I don't recall. Yeah, he I don't always, recall any of that. He was always past due, but <laughs> Okay. <laughs> did he uh, actually pay any bills? I think he was just No, nah, never, no, nah, no. Nah. They they sit in stacks in Epsilon Station in his apartment. So Rusty just signed over the life rights and just got all the debt? That Hiroji was accumulating over all of his gambling, his degenerate gambling. Because he always, he always did the over. He never did the under, so he always lost. I, I, I always bet on the favorite, and they, they never covered. So now Rusty's got leg breakers chasing him. That's good. God damn it! And he has student loans too to repay. Oh, that's true too. <laughs> that's, that's right. It's university loans. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, more than a lifetime. All right. Anyway, they'll, Mo they'll is going you to. No matter where you go. Mo is going to extend his arms out and shimmy along the edge of the wall on tiptoes, and he's going to go. What? Why? Are you, is this like a cartoon? <laughs> yeah, he, he's he's he he distrusts this area. He says, "Get into your battle positions. I'm opening the door." Right. I got you covered. I got my rifle out. You actually see right there uh, to the left, Akiro, that there is small booth. With a large open window stands against this western wall. A doorway to the north is blocked by a thick, translucent shutter made from some kind of synthetic crystal. The walls are adorned with paint and charcoal murals, depicting humanoid figures looming over the buildings of a city. These titans seem to be looking benevolently down at the city's inhabitants. The large sign under the window says... Istamak Historical Museum. It An also ancient. lists yes, it also lists the prices for admission, the hours of operation, and other similar details. Interesting. Uh, are we uh is this place closed or is it the door in front of you appears to have a translucent gate 
in front of the doors. So you're not exactly sure how you're going to It looks like there's some kind of uh, operator's desk over here. Yeah, it's like a ticket booth in a way. Well, there's there's a window here. Let's just smash this window. Can I get in there? Can I get in behind there? Uh, Hold, please. Roll for combat! God damn it. I'm guessing I'm not in there then, huh? I don't know what do you mean in there. Where, what is this? There? Is a, this is a booth with glass. Yeah, it's like a it's like a it's a collapsed ticket booth that you're that little area. No, oh. you're in that. You're in that. You okay. it's sort of like a collapsed ticket booth, and you can sort of go in and out. It will provide some cover, and it's a uh, it's a large open window, and uh, there appears to be this very large snake of some sort that was crouching in the rubble and sees a very tasty rusty and. Uh oh! Definitely get him. Damn my high charisma! I always look so tasty. You do look tasty. He bites. Really? Oh my god! With a that rolls a nine for thirty. It was twenty-four points of damage. That's actually max damage. Three D four plus twelve. Wow! You, today is your lucky day. Aha! Uh-huh, very you funny. You got rusty. You got all that debt. And you got hit for max damage. On top of that, let's see. What is your KAC? 18. Plus, plus four. Well, he rolled a nine and got a 30. So he's going to hit me no matter what, unless he rolls a natural one. Cool. He, he, automatically, he automatically grappled you. So you Ah, grappled. that's what we were waiting for. Okay, great. Now he's starting to strangle you. Mo, you're up. Um, all right, I'm going to... Hero time. Eh, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> He's going to go there and whop him one with a pike. Put him down, you stupid snake. We don't have time for this. I'm, I'm missing the outrage of get your hands off of my good friend and compatriot. Get your stinking <laughs> paws <laughs> off him, damn dirty snake. Damn, Mo does some damage. Mo rolls 29 hits. Yeah, nice. As much as he did to me. 21 points of damage. Nice damage, Mo. And he's done. Okay, so um, as a move action, get him. Everybody gets a plus one to hit him. You're grappled. You're grappled. It's not that bad. As a standard action, I, I'm going to try and escape the grapple. That's the whole point. It's my standard action oh, okay. would be to try and get out. But I, since I have an extra action to do something, I will say get him. Everybody gets a plus one to hit him. It's on my next turn. Now, like to escape that. the grapple, what is my mechanic here? I think you do... Is it KAC plus eight or something? AC versus combat maneuvers. Is, no, that's the num. That's the... There's athletics, DC. but I'm not very good at that. There's a strength check. There's a dexterity check. Well, athletics, I have a plus three. That is not an option. That snake has a plus 21 to hit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, he can hit me oh, whenever. Wow. Period. That's just the end of that conversation. You should just play dead. Maybe he will leave you alone. That is a strategy. Okay, if I would be allowed a bluff check on staying de- on playing dead, I would totally do that. You need to use your acrobatics skill to to get out, escape from okay, grapples. Okay, that could be worse. That could be terrible. You can it's use the only it. way. It is well, my yes. acrobatics is plus ten, which is not horrible. The it's DC is ten plus the grappler's KAC, which is okay. I, I want I want you to tell me the odds. I thought it was KAC plus eight, but that's that's what it says on the. It's. 
No, it's circumstance to escape. The DC oh. to grapple a pin is 10 plus the grappler's kinetic armor class. It was probably in the very high 20s to low 30s. Okay. High 20s, I can maybe do low 30s or not. Okay, so I'm actually going to go with the ridiculously stupid idea that John suggested. You I want to shoot dead. it, by the way. I want to play dead. Play possum. I'd like to make a bluff check to literally go limp. Your name is Possum from now on. They just crunch you up and eat you, though. Okay. Uh, while he's being attacked by others. If it is an animal, yes, it may well do that. If it has some intelligence, by which I mean an intelligence of three or above, then it will not do that. Yeah, no, totally do it. You can totally uh, play Possum. There's no reason why you can't. In fact, that's probably the smartest thing you can do. And if it's an animal, it's the stupid move. I'm taking a chance that it's not completely uh, uh, non-compass mentis. So, I am going to make a bluff check to try and play dead. Wow. Nice. Wow. That is a 41. 41 playing dead. 41 bluff check. Is Mo like, go limp! Go limp! Yes, as a matter of fact, he is, and I listen to him. Well, you're not escaped, but we'll find out if he cares and drops you. Akiro is up. Akiro, all right. So do I? So he's grappling him. So that means he can't provoke. He can't do attacks of opportunity. I'm guessing, right? That is correct. You know, I just realized Akiro rhymes with hero. Yeah, he is a hero. Well, we're gonna find out. I'm just saying, hero time. And he runs away. First thing. Okay. All right. It rhymes (laughs) with the zero. I could. I could shoot him from there. Yes. Definitely. Definitely. All right. Let's see what. Let's see what this thing can do. That's a little cover there. You know, if you're five feet closer to it, there'd if be you no are five cover. feet covered, there's no, no cover. Five feet closer, there's no cover whatsoever. For it. for it, you mean? For you yeah, to yeah, shoot yeah. it for you. Yeah, right? you, you, you okay, get, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't want any minuses. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That, that's uh, yeah. Go there. And in fact, you get a plus one from Mo. That's right. Putting in the plus one. one. And plus one from me, so you get plus two total. So you get a plus four altogether because he's uh, he also has a minus two because of being grappled. All right, I put in the plus four. Oh, Holy nice. moly. Nice. Wow. Really? That, 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 that rifle does 1d20 plus 7. What? What? Uh, oh, yeah. It's like you see a plasma what? beam of disintegration energy come out and hit this. What? And you rolled a 19 on it out of your d20. Nice. And I get plus <laughs> that 7. That is correct. He rolled a 26. 26 damage. Out of 27. Yeah, it's a disintegration right. rifle. It's uh, it's quite deadly. Yeah, Mo, Mo, that earns oh, you a side a sideways glance from Mo. Ha <laughs> ha! Like that thing that. is nasty too. And the thing is, it's like the old Star Trek disintegration where it starts like ripping off pieces of him, and you're like, it's like the uh, veteran pistol. Is that it? The uh, veteran, veteran bead, bead yeah. pistol. Yeah, so it's like you're like, oh no. The problem is it's a 1d20, so it's like you I could know. roll a 1, you know? It's, like, it's 1d20. It's such a spread. But dude, a weapon that does 1d20. I know. Great is that. that. Is awesome. Tuttle, you're up. All right, well, I'm going to try to take a shot, even if I've got some uh, shooting into, you know, some uh, cover or whatever. Remember again, you could always, well, you probably don't want to. You could always do a full round attack. You could always take two shots. Oh, that's true. I should have done that. No, you can't. You you can't. You you had to move away. Actually, you could have done that's it from true. point blank range because it wouldn't have. I could have. Actually, Anyhow. he doesn't have cover from. Does he have cover from Rust? Uh, Rusty? Does Rusty count as because he's kind of like prone. Dead. He's kind of prone. No, he does not count as cover. But so there's no cover, and you get a and he has a minus. You have a plus four to hit. So if you do two attacks, it's just oh, then I'm gonna do a full attack and make it a plus zero and just yeah, you can just do that. 
So the first one misses with an eight. Okay, 17 is a miss. The second one 25. hits nice. full damage. What is going Ray. on tonight? Everyone's hitting for full damage. Nice. You get full damage. And you nice. get full damage. And you get full damage. Wait, wait, what? Of Cheddar? The mouse. Now Cheddar oh. goes, and he can just take a single action because you took a full action. So. Attack yourself, please. Stop hitting yourself. All right. He rolls. He hits with his junk cannon. And the good news is it does nine points of damage, and bad news is only seemed to do four points because it seems to have some resistance to that fire. Fire and electricity. It's also electricity. That is true, but it seems to have some resistance to the fire. So, and maybe it has some resistance to electricity. Who knows? No, no, I got it. Uh, this thing is, um, yeah, it uh, it sees that you are playing dead. So actually, I would argue it sees that I am dead. I'm gonna do a roll to see if it figures that out. It can smell 40, you. Forty-one blood. Oh, it can smell me. Okay, got it. It um, let's see. <laughs> can it? You're making me look this up. It senses. Let's see. It probably um, does. It, yeah, Rusty is not quite altogether human. Yeah, so. it probably has yeah. infrared and can actually see that he is uh, alive. And I. Well. Smell like I'm decaying, and I'm not sure if my body temperature is entirely at 98.6. Well, this thing is <laughs> oh, well true. feet in length and has rows and rows of horrible teeth. And it likes to leisurely rip out the flesh of its victims as it eats them. However, I'll say the good news and the bad news. The good news is it drops Rusty automatically because he thinks he's dead. Rusty does fall to the ground. I'm going to say you are prone, though. I'll even take D6 damage. Go for it. No, there's no D6. It's just uh, you just fall to the pro. You just like you just fall, so you're prone. Uh, from that though, it then decides to do a attack to Mr. Mo. Full attack. Oh, it has reached too, huh? Randy lay there like a slug. It was his only defense. <laughs> That's true, pretty much. <laughs> Oh, it hits you a bit. Oh, that stupid armor only does 12 points of damage instead of 19. How about the second attack? Stamina. Stamina. It actually missed with the second attack. It's only only three. Yes. Wow, that armor is not bad. Four misses. That's a good thing. Okay. Uh, Wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, 24. What's your KAC? Okay, it does not grow. Oh, yeah, you're tough to grapple. 27. Yeah, yeah, it won't grapple you at all. So. All right, you're up. Oh, no, 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 we rolled a 37. I'm looking at the right one. Oh, yeah, it totally grappled you on that first hit. What? Oh, no. Well, it's a 37 it hits you for. Your AC versus combat one. maneuvers is KAC plus 8. So it hit me with a 3. It, no, the first me with one was three. a 16. No, it missed you with a 3. It hit you with a 16. Oh, okay. okay Long story fine. short, it rolled a 37. It just needs to get your KAC plus 4. To grapple you. That's how that's how monsters grapple. It's plus four yeah. instead of plus oh, okay. eight. Oh, okay. So you're grappled. To be honest, it's not that bad. Yeah, it basically I mean, just gives you a minus two to your decks, your ability for attack roll, saving throws, skill checks, and things like spells, but you don't even care about that. You just you can't take an action that requires two hands, and you can't make attacks of opportunity. What is your pike? I believe that's a two-handed weapon. Uh, I don't yep. know. Yeah, it is. It is. So you can't use your pike. Do you have a backup weapon? Uh, eh, let me look at my equipment. Hold on. 
This is where I have the urge, if I weren't playing dead, to scream out at the top of my lungs, and you call yourself a soldier? He got rid of a whole bunch of equipment and left yeah, a lot of it in the ship. I don't carry a lot of equipment. He doesn't carry any of that. Yeah, he doesn't need no, equipment. What does he need equipment for? He should carry a dagger. He should carry a knife. Yes. Uh, guess what, guys? A Vesca's never unarmed. Excellent. That is true. That's right. I was waiting for Outstanding. Right. That is exactly what I wanted to hear. All right. So. Unarmed strike. <laughs> okay. Unarmed so, strike and Vesk is almost better than his bike. Yeah. So <laughs> he's going to make two attacks with his. Uh, you don't even. Oh, okay. My unarmed strike. Okay. So I think it's at minus three. Uh, minus two for the uh, uh, grapple. All right. Uh, plus one for me. Right. Plus plus one for Bob. So a net plus three. Uh, okay. So a well, net. Well, actually, he did drop me this round. Is he grappling? He's grappling, John. Ah, um, right. Of course. I'm sorry. So. Okay. So they're the both, net is. So the net is plus three. It's not. Plus well, three. he's minus two to his AC, and you're minus two to your uh, attack. So that 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 washes out. So a plus okay. one for me. It's a plus one. And if you're going to you do a full attack, then it's a minus three. Then it's a minus three. Okay, so I am doing a full attack, just getting the minus three correct. All right, so. He's like, you grapple me? And then he starts biting him. He's like, I'm going to bite you. Bite, bite, bite. He I'm... does 19 wow. points of Punching him. Max Punching. Damage. He literally punched the gigantic death evil snake Max in the nose. Max damage again. It's like Mongo punching the horse in Blazing Saddles. <laughs> The second uh, really? one. You only rolled a 10. Okay, I know, I but you that's crazy. I, I don't want to recommend this movie because it's not good, but I, last week I saw The Meg with Jason Statham. I saw The Meg. Yeah. It's not good, but there is a great scene where at one point Jason Statham punches the Megalodon in the nose. I'm just saying, and that's that's yeah. what's happening right here. Yeah. Yeah. All right. 12 foot long. Not impressed. <sighs> I'm done. You're done. Okay. I don't know about you guys. But having Hiroji leave was probably the best thing that ever happened to this group. Ha! <laughs> the Seriously, luck. ever since Hiroji left, everything is coming up roses. <laughs> yeah, everyone's hitting for max damage. So far, so good. Rusty's up. <laughs> Hiroji had only started to get useful, and now he's vanished. That's yeah, but you I'm guys saying. are, everyone's hitting too. Even Tuttle. All right, you guys are up. Even Tuttle with the full attack, uh, no less. Everyone's doing great. Rusty's up. As a standard action, on the I stand from prone. Okay, and as a move up. action, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sacrificing my whole round. I uh, do a, a, a five-foot step. He gets away. <gasps> Rusty. Why? That, that Obviously, I am matter. ordinarily extraordinarily brave, but in this instance, I'm going to. All right, as a free action, just because, I'm going to do a life science check on this thing. Oh, okay. It is an animal. Does this thing have reach, by the way? I got a 30. It does. I roll a 17 for a 30. You Uh, are just showing off your goddamn skills, aren't you? Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Yeah, you know a lot about this thing. An Acheror? Acheror, a medium animal. Obviously, it can bite you and constrict you and eat you. Luckily, though, it doesn't have, like, any poison or anything like that. It can lunge and try to attack you, which is what it did. It... It actually doesn't have a reach. It has this lunge attack, which gives it a small minus to hit. So its its reach is 5 to 10 feet. Otherwise, all it is, it's actually a very simple animal. And it just goes and tries to kill people and eat them. It's got a mm. ton of hit points, and that's it. Nothing, Does it nothing, seem like it's hurt special. right now? Oh, yeah, it's pretty badly hurt. You guys messing it up badly. 
it's taken pieces. Mo literally just ate a large piece of uh, Akador sushi. So there you go. All right, I think it might be time for a full round attack then. Could be. What Could kind be. of pluses am I getting? You get a minus three. No, no, minus one. Minus one. Is that including all the pl- pluses and everything yeah, else? Yeah, including the pluses, it's just two minus ones instead of, yeah, that's all you get. You get a plus three, so you get a minus one. So if you're going to do two attacks... All right, I put, it, I put in the minus one. Okay. The rolls of fate shall decide. 24 points of damage. Not nice. quite max damage, but it's pretty close. Of acid. Because it starts. To yep, and here's the second attack. That's a miss. Two. That can't all. They can't all be rose. 24 is pretty good. Pretty good. Damn, that's really yeah, how good. How much damage has, has Akiro done in two rounds? Quite a bit. Musty might be able to answer that. I'm going to go ahead and full attack. Uh, I'm again. sorry. What was the question? Uh, no, <laughs> 50, I don't know anything. Sorry. I know 50 nothing. 50 points of damage. 1d20 plus. Seven. Oh, my God. I'm going to suggest a feat for you guys. Just so. Tunnel. Tunnel. <laughs> 10. Almost max damage. Almost. <laughs> Oh, he also nice. does God, he did it twice! <laughs> Tuttle the Destroyer. <laughs> what yes. is going oh, on here? The jinx has been lift- lifted. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, that was a tactical razor bat. That was the wrong thing you attacked with, Chase. Oops, sorry. Well, I mean... Junk I'm, kind of I'm still going to use the three, so you miss. So. Alright, this thing is... Uh, it's going to drop. It's just dropping Mo as a free action. So now you're prone. That's the good news. Uh, the bad news is it's going to then attack you. Oh! It's not going to attack you. I like to hear that. Take it. Uh, Rusty. Yeah! <laughs> wow. Right in the face. A two. <laughs> a, two, a two would have missed me by a lot. And it rolled 22. Again, nearly max damage. Once again. Wow, right in Rusty's face. Uh, I I fall prone. Uh, I'm dead. I'm going to play dead. You guys should invest in some better armor. He hit me with a goddamn two. I mean, Jesus Christ, I give up. I, uh, uh, I, is he grappled? He's grappled, isn't he? Yeah, he's grappled. He's grappled. Of course I am. Just oh, wait, no, hold wait, wait, wait. Let me double check. What's your KC? He, he, wait, he, yeah, yeah, he's grappled me. 22. You're still grappling. He hits you with two and he still grapples you. Yeah, it's, 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 it's with a two he hits me. Uh, when did he let go of Mo? is my question. He did this round. It's a free action. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, why? Mo is tasty. So tasty. Lizard. No, he's got yeah. that heavy, heavy armor. He can't. And Mo just bit him. He liked he's you. He's naked. I didn't bite him. I punched him. Up the ground, yeah, please. Punched clawed him. him. Whatever, he didn't yeah. like that. He didn't like Mo that. Mo is very punchy. Little... He doesn't like to chew, chew on food that's punchy. Uh, I'm pink and lifeless. I mean, I look like raw meat. That's all I'm saying. Well, now he's going to eat you. He's going to he's gonna swallow you whole. You better hurry up, Mo. You're up. You're prone, by the well, way. Well, uh, yeah, I guess. I got this. Wait till after me. Wait till after me. I can finish it. Uh, it actually, standing is a moving action. It's just a move out, and it does not provoke. Okay, I'm going to stand for my move action. As a swift action, I'm going to call my pike to my hand. And as a standard action, I'm going to attack. Okay. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Uh, So I believe I'm at a plus one. Plus one. Actually, no, because Rusty did not do get him. 
No, did uh, you no, you have no bonuses for me because you didn't wait till after. Oh, uh, you just get a plus two. You get a plus two because he's grappled. Go, go, gadget mouth. Whoa. Uh, motive, not miss. 34. Okay, I'm ready to kill the monster. Oh. <laughs> oh, there was min damage, by the way. Minimum damage. Only seven. Good yeah. job, Mo. Well yeah. done. Finishing it well, off. it seems the curse is still back. Uh, I'd like to take a, a ten minute rest. Ah, just shake it off. Shake. I am shake, at shake three out of forty nine of those uh, the extra points. I'm running out of ammo, by the way. Yeah, those are called stamina points, Rusty. You wouldn't yeah. know because you Look, never lose. I've anything. never taken damage before. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> required to remember any of these. these yeah, these Moe's going to uh, rest. You know what? We're we're going to sit on the ground, and we're going to lean back to back to each other like a uh, a buddy post, like like a buddy movie poster. Yes. What about uh, Akiro, Tuttle, and Chatter? How'd you guys do? I don't think I took any damage. I took no damage. Uh, to be fair, in this whole massive fight, only stamina damage happened to our entire party, so that's actually pretty good. Yeah. That is true, but it is funny that Rusty is becoming the tank now. Yes, and look, we won with very minimal damage. That's how a tank does it. Yeah, I prefer not to ever get hit. That's just my personal credo. Yeah, yeah, no, no, we know that. You just met him. You don't know that. Oh, I know Chris. <laughs> I, that's why I have this really nice armor because it's really it really helps protect me. I'm just noticing that these uh, encounters are a lot easier than <laughs> some of the early yep. encounters. Yeah, I think this equipment yeah. is really catching up. Although I am running low on ammo, I only get ten shots and I've already used three. Yeah, we'll get more. Every 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 shot uses four charges out of wow. my battery. It's crazy. Oh, we got a billion batteries now. I need a forty. I need a forty-pack clip, though. So, is there a window into this uh, building, or is that the window as a ticket window? That's a ticket booth. Okay. Oh, yeah. Let me take a look at that. So you're resting. Yeah. Okay, you guys are resting. Yeah. Do your search. And you can look in this ticket booth if you wish. Overall perception. Perception. Okay. Twenty-seven. There's a lot of junk in here. What's left of this ticket booth and. It's hard to tell. None of it looks to be worth anything. It obviously was where they would take tickets and give uh, admission into this museum of some sort. The shutter to the front door appears to be quite strong, but these murals, you think you might know what they are if you uh, give me a culture check. Anyone want to assist me on that culture check? Yes, I will assist. Uh, Mo doesn't care, so he's not going to assist. Are these are these murals old or are they new? Or very, very, very old. These okay. are the original murals that were painted onto this, yeah, this... building. Twenty eight. Oh, okay. You examine the mural, and you can deduce that the towering figures are meant to represent the Kish's ancestors as they wash over the city and its current inhabitants. You also notice some hidden indicators that seem to point towards something in the ticket booth. Mm. Is there like a control to raise this gate, maybe? Maybe. I look around for that indicator. uh, Do another uh, perception check. Pretty good so far. 27 again. But this time, knowing what to look for... You find a hidden door that was behind junk and other debris, and it was also kind of well 
meshed with the rest of this wall. What do you do with this little door? Hey, Drift Rock 3, I see something over here. There's a door. Ah, Mo, Tuttle, we finally got a fourth player. Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be honored to be included in the Drift Rock 4. The Drift Rock 3 plus 1. Three and a half. Is Hiroji becoming the Pete Best of the uh, group? (laughs) Yes. Okay, Ringo, you find a door like the size of your hand. (laughs) I I, I open it up. You open up the door. It appears to be a panel that opens easily, revealing a large switch. Ah, I think I know what the switch is. Do I need, can I make a check though before I switch it? Sure. Sure, engineering. What would that be? Engineering? Oh, yeah, I got engineering. Somewhere I have engineering. Another Another 17 17. natural. Wow. For a 28. Something has happened. The energy has changed. All your rolls are fantastic now. This is amazing. It's almost like Baker Mayfield taking over as quarterback for the Cleveland Browns suddenly. just We got a party buff? It's great. Everything's just fine. It's clean It's clean living. It's Akira. Yeah. Is a creature, he's a creature of law. We, he's a law-abiding citizen. Bad quarterbacks for decades. <laughs> so basically you're saying Hiroji is Johnny Football. He's Johnny Menzel. Yeah. I get it. Uh, yeah, Hiroki. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it, it is really kind of weird. It's actually spooky. Ha. Yeah, this appears to be the main circuit breaker to turn on the power and open up that door. All right, gentlemen, are we ready for this? I'm going to turn on the power. Rusty, are you well, are you well rested? Are we rested yet? Yeah, you can you can be rested. Uh, Mo's going to use a uh, a health serum on himself. Okie dokie. Uh, so he's going to do that. Just it's a, it's one d eight. So that's correct. <laughs> of your twenty nine health serums, go right ahead. Oh, look at that! <laughs> and that is proof of the curse being lifted. Proof right of concept. There. You're absolutely right. I you really rolled missed. an eight. That's eight. the first time ever in history. I've you never. I mean, oh my god! Oh my god! We've crossed into the promised land. Akiro is our hero. Akiro is here to save the day. Yes. All hail this is Akiro. Really... We love Akiro. Yay, Akiro. <laughs> this is really smooth. I'm not sure how to process all of this. <laughs> yeah, I know it's hard to process this. He does look like a devil, which it's is like kind of odd. Di- it's like a different game almost. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like we've been playing a year and a half with you guys failing horribly every single time. And after like 60 plus episodes, you finally... Are doing well. However, temper your enthusiasm because the scales of justice have a way of tipping back. Yeah. No, 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 no. Please. The only way that would happen is if we get Hiroji back. And honestly, if I see him at this point, I'm shooting him in the face. That's it. No, he's he's he was bad news. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, no kidding. It's it's our only defense is to kill Hiroji when he comes back. Akira, if you see Hiroji, just kill him. He's awful. I, I I'm a big fan of Hiroji. I saw him Sorry, on the uh, I saw him on the reality show back back in the oh, day. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was really edited poorly. He's really behind the scenes. Yeah, it's all Oof, scripted. Terrible. He's he's scripted not to be a total idiot. You would have voted him off the island if. Oh yeah, yeah. easily. That's fine. He we were only contractually obligated to have him on. Well, I hope yeah. he comes back. Yeah, he's a producer. He was so. vote, he'd vote him off the asteroid. Yeah. Ah, sweeps episode. We can bring him on, but that's it. It would be only a guest star. He, he, he's not permanent. Uh, Mo surprises everyone by opening up this door. Oh my god. I, I have my gun ready. I am aiming at Mo the door. Mo is now the new reckless Hiroji character. <laughs> you, you flip the switch. Be careful, Mo. And when you flip the switch... Flip it for real. 
the power seems to go on and the plastic gate that was covering the double doors opens up. So now the double doors are, um, you know, ah. actually open up. Oh, I thought we'd already. And it's and it, yeah. probably no one's been in here yeah. forever. Long time. Oh, I thought the gate was already listed. Well, the gate was open. The gate was covering the double doors. And the gate was just, it was like, you know, it was like one of those, those iron gates you see, except this one was made out of plastic. And as soon as Mo gets to the double doors, suddenly a holographic image appears in front of you all. It appears to be the voiceover in Kish. I'll translate it as it comes through. You hear it say, and you see like pictures of what the city looked like back in the day in front of you in holographic form. And it says, Welcome to Istamac, shining city of progress. Come to witness living history. The music playing under the words increases in volume for a few moments, drowning out some of the voice. Don't hesitate to ask questions and come again soon. And the music goes to like a crescendo and it repeats. Welcome to... Same message over and over again. All right. Mm, uh, that was an automated message. How high is the gate off the ground? Gate's gone. It just like went into the wall. Oh, okay, okay. Can you imagine what wonders beyond that wall that could be advanced technology that to them is a museum piece, but to us would be highly advanced well it's it's old stuff the sweeping panoramic of the city um is what it looked like in its prime but it's full of glitches and very hard to see uh mo's going to open up the doors i got you covered mo i got my he's not impressed by this this holograph hologram the murals continue into this room this time showing smaller figures in the streets of a stylized city looking in reverence towards a large archway to the west, leading to a wide, dark hallway. There's a small counter to the northwest corner, and a number of dusty shelves and empty hooks occupied the eastern side of this room. Hey, guys. Gift shop. You have to go through uh, the gift it's, shop. It's a bunch of crap. It's, a, it's the coat room. Uh, be careful. Do not knock over any of the useless crap inside this building. I think there might be some good stuff in here. This door has been locked for a long time. The lights in here are dim lighting. You know, the lighting is sort of on, but not really, because the power here is not, uh, it's kind of fluctuates now. So anyhow, to the right, you see shelves and what appears to be large banisters with a lot of hooks on them. To the upper west, to the northwest corner, upper west? Northwest corner you see another small counter and booth area that looks a lot similar to the one that you just saw outside. Most sees a corridor to the west, and it goes to. Um, hmm. I think we should we should search this room, right? Or no? Uh, if you want to, eh. I'll search that booth in the corner at least. Yeah, if you want to, Rusty, get in here. Stop being a coward, hey, hey. <laughs> Rusty, a coward. How? Oh, here we go. The scales have balanced. Oh, you rolled a two perception. In that in that corner. Yeah, yeah you uh, nothing there. Well, I mean you can try as many times as you want, but from what you can tell I'll try again. So I, like, uh, I don't see anything. You get some of this crap That's a little out of meta. Way. That's a little meta. It's, it's a little meta. meta. It's not meta. It's totally meta. No, it's not. He rolled the, a two the result again. is he 
No, he, he the result is he believes there's nothing there. Well, now he definitely doesn't know thinks there's nothing there because he rolls a two. And the, the Kira mm. rolls a three. There is absolutely nothing there. Two, 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 Clearly, that's there the case. Two, two, and a three, nothing there. Nothing. Nothing. I'm not even going to make a roll. Nobody looks alarmed. I have no reason to be suspicious. I was just moving forward to see what's up. He's he's not uh, he's not interested. I got you covered. You see a very long hallway leading towards the south, and it looks like it's winding. It's almost like a maze, if you will. The hallway is 20 feet wide, 10 feet corridor, and then 5 feet on each side. Animated holographic displays along the walls of this section of the twisted hallway depict the planning and construction of a huge city amongst the clouds. Alien architects manipulating three-dimensional electrical blueprints, an important-looking figure standing in an open-air cloud barge and pulling a lever that starts a large construction machinery in the background, and a handful of industrial painters putting on the finishing touches on a building. The animations loop every few minutes. A large touchscreen is mounted on the front of each display. Uh, since he's the only one who can see this, he's going to tell the rest of the party, uh, there's a lot of crap here. <laughs> Akira's there. Ah, I'm fascinated. This is fascinating to me. I'm a, a historian and a, a studier of culture and technology, so I'm going to press I heard there's a lot of crap there, so I think there's loot. Yay! Maybe. Are, are these counters, these gray bars along the edge? What are those? Those, um, Yeah, they're like holographic displays. Yeah, those are the displays, and then there's also holographs in the middle. It's all, it's it's a museum. I mean, it's literally a museum. Okay. All right, Mo climbs up on top of it. Can I can I mess with one of the buttons to try and activate it? Uh, yeah, of course. You can start pushing buttons. I do. You, you, you start pushing buttons. Uh, the display freezes up, and it emits a string of garbled speech. And it's the images now in front of you start to blur and jump without warning. Mm. Is it something that's worth trying to repair? Um, don't know. That's that's not my call. Tuttle, your expertise may be needed over here. I assess. Here, eggheads. You got crap you got to look yeah, at. All right, on my way. Who are, you, who are you referring to as eggheads? I successfully assist. Is this computers or engineering? Sorry. Either one. Uh, do the re- the holograms react when Mo walks through one of them? <laughs> wow, hold on a second. Um, Tuttle rolls 38. a thirty-eight on his engineering check. Wow, you um, these holograms obviously were once in their prime, but centuries, if not millennia, if not millions of years, have made this place corrupt beyond belief. It's a miracle this actually even works in any way, shape, or form, and God knows what's powering this. It must be geothermic or something, because how is it possibly still have power? Anyhow, yeah, this thing is beyond repair, and it's just, again, from what you can tell, just the history of the city. This appears to be pretty long, and this is just the beginning part, so it goes into probably hundreds, if not thousands of years of history. Probably pretty interesting. Akira says, pride before the fall. Interesting. Uh, Mo goes through one of the uh, holograms and tries to uh, disrupt it. Is that what you just did? I just walked right through it as if it wasn't there. Oh, okay. Okay. 
Roll for combat! Oh no. What? what, what, what? Fight what the I holograms. Go. go. What, what do I see? What happened? Don't worry, Akiro. You'll, you'll, get, you'll get the last... Uh, 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 Mo uh, walks through the hologram and he sort of is all ticklish as he goes through and then the hologram looks at him and decides to uh, um, uh, punch him. To what? <laughs> Attack him? Rolls a 19, did 17 points of damage. Oh. And, oh, of course, only mitigated to two. And it seemed to not like that in any way, shape, or form. That looked wait, like wait, a plus what? 18 to hit. Wow. Can I make some kind of check here? Sure. Uh, engineering. Computer? Engineering? All right. Nine for a 20. Yeah. You're not sure. This appears to be some living hologram of some sort and probably walking through it or trying to disrupt it was not a very smart thing to do. Who knows? This could even be a defense mechanism against people, I don't know, walking through the exhibits and being disrespectful. I guess you're going to find out the hard way what happens to people who are disrespectful of the museum. Mo, don't be disrespectful. Yeah, Akiro. Okay, um, alright, so Akiro now does something interesting. He he started. He hears uh, like an arcane, unknown language that he starts speaking, and he starts gesturing with one of his hands. And you see uh, lights and mystical energies flow from his hand. And suddenly, you see you see a, a duplicate of him standing right ne- right near and in his square. <laughs> I love it. And how many duplicates are there? Uh, a duplicate and a duplicate. <laughs> he rolls a d4 for one duplicate. All right. So there are now two of you. I'm so confused. Well, it's not mirror image because usually there's multiple copies. Now it's just one. Yeah, this is some kind of shitty technology. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's like a lesser unclear. mirror image. It's the and... same thing uh, Hiroji used over and over again. Does look similar to that actually. It does look quite similar to that. Yeah, and there's only one other duplicate. He moves over there and he's got his gun, so and that's it. I'm not sure how to deal with this. So these you're done? I'm done. Alright. Jeez. If I understand this correctly, we're fighting these insubstantial hologram creatures. Is that correct? Yes. There are three of them, and all of them are being aggressive, or just the one that uh, Mo walked through? Yeah, knowledge checks are welcome, by the way. I have no knowledge, so I can only assist. Uh, is the one that is directly diagonally to the southwest of me looking and acting aggressive? They all appear to be on loops, talking and showing the the you know the building of this vast city. The only one that Mo cried out in pain with was the one he just walked through as he's on the counter, as is uh, Tuttle as well, where you should not be. Okay, I'm going to make a perception check, and the one that is directly south of me, the one that attacked um, Mo, I want to see if there is some sort of projector or uh, platform that it is on that I could damage instead of it. So I'm going to do a perception check. Wow, that's very smart. 25 perception. It's like the doctor in Voyager. Voyager, I guess. There are... The good news is you might be able to damage them, but it would take quite a while because this technology is formidable. Uh, the worst news is there's hundreds of emitters, and that's just in this hallway. 
So who knows where this guy could appear. I will take a shot at the one that attacked Mo, even though I have a minus four because of Dr. Tuttle, if nothing else, to try and give a, it a minus, but I'm guessing that it's more complicated than this. Trying to bluff? Oh, that's just normal attack to give it a minus, uh, to, to make it quote unquote flat footed. I, I, I'm, I'm treating this like a normal encounter because I don't see a single emitter. Uh, theoretically, if it is something that can be attacked, it, you all, it is now quote unquote flat footed. I'm talking about a hologram, so I know how stupid that sounds. Uh, and you would all get a plus two to hit it if this is a standard encounter. Okay, you shot and missed the hologram by a lot. Actually, Tuttle go. Yeah, it's fine. rolled a 19. Minus four, and I had no bonuses. My right. Tuttle is kind of well, near the hologram. Well, plus two, because it was flat-footed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. So it was a net 17. Yeah. yeah. Tuttle is sort of near this hologram. Um, I'm worried if I shoot at it, it's like my be laser, my shot will just go through and hit Mo. Don't worry, Mo's dodging it. He's, All right, I'm going to try to shoot at it. What the heck? I'm just going to start with one attack, not two. Oh, these are the go- these are the ghosts that they're talking about. Oh. Oops, I don't know what the hell hell was that. (laughs) Okay, you shoot, and the good news is you hit. The bad news is it's incorporeal. So that means, oh yes, our favorite 50% damage. Even with sonic weapons? That doesn't make sense. 50% damage. Incorporeal. It is immune to all non-magical uh, kinetic attacks. All energy attacks and magical kinetic attacks deal half damage. An incorporeal creature takes full damage from other incorporeal creatures and incorporeal effects, as well as all force effects. Corporeal spells and effects that do not cause damage only have 50% chance of affecting incorporeal creatures. They're immune to all critical hits. Have fun. Hmm. Wasn't someone saying how easy these encounters are? Hmm. Well, I did not tempt the gods with such things. I do not have hubris. Oh, well, like, I was right. No, I was completely right. I mean, this, the rest of this module and the module before that were very easy. Um, wow. Hubris. They, they were. Well, no, that's not hubris. It's the past. It's like saying, you know. Well, I wasn't here, so I wouldn't know. Yeah. Cheddar, get in here. So, they're <laughs> immune to. Kinetic damage. Mo is bummy. Oh uh, no, you have magical kinetic damage. You're lucky because you have having the calling on your on your stick makes it magical. If it wasn't for that, you would have been oh. really in trouble. Oh. And there's no way to turn these off, right? Have we determined that? Gotta beat them off. Don't know. <laughs> you don't know right now. Mm-hmm. I was hey, excuse me. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh yeah, oh, full attack. Whap Dangerous. Well, this is the true t- true test of danger. Uh, is it flat-footed or not? Is it flat-footed? I don't know. Um, I don't know if I should put minus four for my full attack. Yeah, it, it's, it's actually flat-footed, believe it or not. Somehow that works. So wow. that means it has an intelligence score. That's all that Absolutely. really is. Uh, okay, so I'm going to... Uh, it's artificial intelligence. Oh, man. Well, well, one misses, but you hit with a 17, and you do great, and you do 24, I mean 12 points of damage. Bummer. Eh, 12. Are you done? Yeah, I mean, that's all I can do. Actually, Mo is going to say, don't walk through them! (laughs) Really? (laughs) Really? (laughs) You know what, he's going to just full attack you as he makes his fist 
substantial enough to attack you. Nice. Let me hear that whiff again. Boo. Uh, that only does 16 points of damage for nine because you're too strong. He looks at you and seems to laugh. Damn. He's like, <laughs> and he says in uh, the ancient Kish, is like, Desecrator will be destroyed. All right, I translate. Uh, all right, so I want to make a, I want to make a quick. Would it be? Can it be an engineering check to see if there's a way to turn these off? Sure. Or could it be computers? Either one. I'm much better at computers. Twenty. Now you don't know. All right. So now you see you see him again with the uh, incantations. He goes ah, not the and he's and you see. Well, actually, what kind of action was that? Was that a free action to, to do I'm, that? I'm sorry, what, what, what were the words of your incantation there? They were Al-Mal Nathrak Muspat Betod. Yes, but exactly yeah. what I thought. Okay, no, that's fine. The, the, well, I'll say it's free. Charm actually. of making. or Yeah, okay. okay. No. All right, so as a full round action, you see him do the charm of making, and three magical bolts fly from his hand and hit the one that, um, that Moe's been attacking, doing nine points of damage. Actually, it should be more than that, right? What did I roll? What? Wait a minute. Wait a oh, minute. I, I am bo- I'm boggled by this strange behavior. Yes, you see, you, see, you, see bolt, you see bolts fly out of his hand and hit it for full damage. That's right. In fact, it did not like that at all. In fact, it hit it, and the creature seemed to be surprised that it actually just took uh, a full blunt of damage, which mm-hmm. never really happened. You got some skills. Uh, I, I'm mystified by all of this, so I, I don't know what to deal with that information. Um, yep. As a move action, get him, giving everybody a plus one to hit, and I will attack to make it flat-footed. Hmm. I'm going to re-roll that one. Oh, you know what, Steve? That should be an additional three damage, because it's 1d4 plus one, and then the plus three go. is for my uh, my my thing. Yep. Uh, it's, it's actually a net minus one to my attack. Half damage, of course, but Good job. Rolled 11, I mean, six points of damage, Mr. Uh, Mr. Rusty. He's shooting through. Okay, everybody's got the plus three to hit it, though. Tuttle's up. All right. And you get a plus one from Mo for a plus four total. Plus four total? Yep. All right, they're going to do full attack. Yep. Oh, I know what I can do next turn. So that this would be, be a net of zero because you get a... Yeah. Yep. Well, that Just was missed. With the first one and 19 a 16 barely missed with the 19 Chadda is up maybe cheddar will have better luck than i will apparently not he also no. just misses too barely all right full attack time and i get a minus one after everything yep, yep. so you roll do great damage 18 i mean nine points of damage Boy, isn't half damage fun? Yeah. All right, this thing is going to... What is he going to do? He's going to do something fun. Because sitting here and just attacking is no fun. No fun at all. But attacking Mo is fun. I think it's fun for everyone. I don't mind it when things are attacking for seven points of damage, nine points of damage, or... Eh, that's not so bad. He appears to have disappeared. Oh, Kiro's up. What do you do? Okay, so now he's like, hmm, I don't know. these guys are annoying. I'm trying to find a good grid coordinate here. Let's see. I think there's a spot where I can... Okay, so he pulls out a... Uh, 
a used what appears to be a used battery and more of these these mystical words come out of his mouth and he launches it over near mo actually fireball kill him <laughs> yeah uh i think there's a spot where i could it's a 20 foot radius so i think there's a spot where i can get all of them including the ones down there down downstairs oh you're attacking the ones that have not been attacking us no don't do that like that what the yeah, hell something like that but but like more to the left See, most of them are not part of this fight. Yeah, what are you doing? Just the one they're, we're fighting. They're not hurting anyone. Oh, they're all, they're all like yeah, that. Like that. Yeah, like that. Yeah, like that. <laughs> I, I have a little problem with this. We're now creating a fight we didn't need to have. Uh, I think they're all hostile. I'm assuming they're all hostile. I made a deduction on you're that. You're assuming. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. I sorry. You're a probationary member. I want you to stand up. Yeah, they've missed a number of turns. That's just silly. Right, it may be a misstep, but you never know. It has to be done. Um, okay, so, and I will spend a resolve point to exclude Mo yeah. and exclude uh, whoever's friendlies are in the blast. So Shatter. That's Shatter. So Mo and Shatter are excluded. Like, suddenly it erupts in fire, this whole area, but a little pocket where those two are, it's there's no fire. And it does. Damn it. Oh, that's now, good. Suddenly I miss Hiroji. I never thought I'd say that. <laughs> And this is the damage. Hold on, let me see what it does. Yeah, Hiroji could usually only get himself in trouble. Wait a minute. He's a mystic. He can heal. Um, yeah, we got to okay. use up his spells as fast as We're going to have a conversation after this fight. So he can't... Uh, you might, you might want a conversation after this fight. Okay, so it does this much spells. damage. Okay, 35 damage. Um, DC 18 reflex save for half. I you roll it twice. What's the 31 points? Why'd you roll oh, it? Twice? I, I, if it's, it was an it's doing that automatically. Oh, okay. I don't know why. So 31. So that one. It just does it. My For some reason, my mouse double clicks things automatically. Okay. Fourth mouse that I bought of this. Uh, the fireball explodes. Of course, it's not fall off. Fireball. It's, it's called eight. explosive blast. It's an exploding blast of it, magical it, fire. That, that's cute. It's a fireball. Explosive blast. Five foot step. Fireball. And the guarded step. The. Explosive fireball blast goes off. The other holograms seem to shimmer and shake, and some of them even freeze and garble, but otherwise come right back and seem to be unaffected by this uh, this fireball. Um, they don't even notice it. So, okay, interesting. Good. <laughs> That's great. Ah, but you see the power. Yeah, there, that was a and Mo, well, Mo was about to like die for cover, and then somehow it just envelops around him and doesn't touch him at all. It's like, ooh, this is nice. Yep. This is much yep. better than grenades. And it's mm -hmm. like, ooh, and it's actually well, a little warm. that part's true. <laughs> Rusty's yeah. up. Uh, I, I'm still a little confused by the fact that this new person is bringing, you know, a grenade to a knife fight. But still, <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna continue on. Uh, get him, and yes, he's not there. Get who? Oh, he's gone. I think we we, should the day there. is ours. Yeah, we could probably move now. Tuttle's up. All right, let me go ahead and do... Where's it? Where is the bad guy? He's gone. He, he's he gone. disappeared. Oh, so we're sorry. Just moving. We're just moving. Although Rusty and Mo ought to be able to see further than this. Uh, sure. Oh, certainly. I can see for 60 feet. I've got dark vision, so I can take a quick look. I can look around. You have dark vision, Rusty, as a human? Uh, I I have a technology that, that ah, sim simulates it. Yeah, uh, it's yes. a human technology. You wouldn't be familiar with it. 
No, as a tiefling, I have natural dark vision. Well, that's just sweet. Oh, is that where you were going? You were going all the way there? Well, I, I'm trying to actually move, like, it won't let me move around in corners, so I have to only move in a straight line uh, for my movement. So that's that's kind of where I wanted to go. So I okay. could... Yeah, you can see there's more. There's how, The corridor is like a U-shaped corridor. It's like a snake, and there's more of it. It's exactly what you just saw. Lots of holograms. Holograms everywhere. All right. I tell everyone, it's safe over here, guys. All right. Well, the hologram appears right behind Rusty and hits him. Goddamn corrupt hologram. Yeah, Rusty was trying to move out of the way. Damn it. It's just glitching. <laughs> Hit you with a three. That's called, <laughs> that's called stamina damage, Rusty. God damn it. 10 points of damage. And now you're still it's, 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 it's back. It's back. It started to, it started to go him, invisible and then reappear. Yes, who could have possibly predicted that? God, it's it's almost like a hologram that can move around using light and images. Boy, this is not going to be a horrible fight. All right, I blast it again with my, with well, uh, my, with my magic. Leave the room. Just leave the area. I blast it again with my magic missile. Okay, magic missiles. Three of them. Go. Go, go, magic missiles. Whoa, that's pretty good. 13 points of damage. Ha! You shall not attack my new friend. And I will move. Actually, I can't move. That's full round action. Rusty, he's right next to you. Yeah, I'm leaving. That's it. He's going to follow you. Move action and second move action. So there it is. That is a withdrawal action. I am leaving the threatened square and moving over there. Marines, we are leaving. Tuttle. Yeah, I guess I'm going to shoot at it. Ooh. Nice. Well, not that nice. Two points <laughs> of damage. Took the words right out of my mouth. It was nice, but not that <laughs> it was nice. Nice while it lasted. And then Mr. Cheddar. Um, actually, I'm going to ch- I'm going to back Mr. Cheddar up. Okay. We might be able to just walk around it. Oh, he's not attacking or anything. Okay. Nah. Close up. All right. Uh, all right, we'll come back and wobble one. Uh, there is... I don't even know what the pluses and minuses are anymore. There's no pluses. There you go. Only minuses Only for minuses. full round attack. Yeah. Not a full round, yeah, just, just a regular, regular attack. attack. You and miss. that's it for me. Oops. Hologram passes his turn. No, not quite. The hologram looks at you all and... Let's see, what does he do? It's almost like it's intelligent. It, um, it, uh, it, uh, it disappears. Disappears. Oh. <laughs> the old disappearing hologram. He's wily. All right, let's just run past this guy. I think he's rooted. I do worry a little bit that he's going to switch places with other holograms as we go through and attack us from oh. others. I burned them all. Sta- other okay. stations. I just don't think he's... Well... Kira. Who's up? You. Yeah. Oh, there's, uh, you're Same. out of combat. They uh, basically, uh, uh, just to speed okay. things up, he, he's going to go into the wall and disappear. and Just not done going. He just disappeared. So uh, You look down right. this, I have my, this, I have my, this corridor. I have my rifle out again now. Rusty's in. Um, this portion of the hallway features animated holographic displays of manufacturing and other industrial work. A miniature version of a gas mining vessel scoops up clouds. An alien in a jumpsuit stands at the console of an automated production line, and another sits at a large workbench performing delicate repairs on small technology items. 
his face comically distorted by a large magnifying mirror. Like those before, these displays loop every few minutes, and each display features a large touchscreen. Um, alright, that doesn't seem to be... Alright, I'll mess with the touchscreen on this one. You mess with the touchscreen, and it's actually the same speech that you heard before. Okay. Alright, Mo Mo is just doing recon. He's he's further up ahead. It's actually, actually, sorry, the speech appears to be touting of the strength of the Kalishi people. Especially when they work together to overcome certain obstacles. Hmm. Yeah, it's, I can see. <laughs> I can see that they work well together. All together. With their crappy dead planet now. Oh, yeah. You go to the next area. Next area. Mm-hmm. Holographic displays in this section of the hallway depict performers and creators of the various forms of art, a trio of aliens. Informal costumes leap and spin gracefully on a stage. Another alien sits in front of some kind of instrument and tickers away at the keys as if trying to perfect a melody. And a group of patrons stand in an art gallery admiring a sculpture of metal and glass. The displays repeat their animations every few minutes and a large touchscreen stands in front of each display. I mess with the touchscreen. You love to mess with those touchscreens. I do. I'm fascinated. I love this technology. Except the one that attacked me. You, um, you mess with the touchscreen and they start glitching out. Good job. You're messing. You're, you're breaking things. Mm. Mm. Uh, Mo's going to tell Rusty, get up here, you coward. Rusty yeah, likes, he's, he's, af- he's afraid. I've seen that on the videos of him being. I was, I was <laughs> guarding our rear. Yeah, he's nervous. I understand. There's no chance that these holograms are not going to turn to, uh, Enemies on the way out. There's just no way. Mm. There are friends. Red. There are friends. Oh no! Fear of the long hallway. Oh, Cheddar got in there. Oh, Cheddar and Tuttle are in there. To the south, the display at the end of this hallway features an official-looking room with a podium at the center. A handful of aliens in crisp suits can be seen in the background. Some appear to be discussing the contents of a document while others are examining charts and figures. A couple of banners embossed with stylized symbols flutter in a non-existent breeze above all. To the north, you see a holographic display at the end of those hallways are dark but have been replaced with murals depicting aliens in solemn poses their heads looking up towards the sky and their bodies lit from within a small shrine in the center of the murals is covered with tiny effigies crafted from wire and metal this appears to be quite primitive uh does there look is are there any key cards over here or Consoles or drawers or anything? Yes. I don't know. Yes. Good. Mo's gonna get all the key cards. <laughs> uh, I, well, I don't know any culture, so he doesn't look at anything. I do. So, are you going north to the shrine area? Yeah. Yes. If there's a shrine up here, it doesn't look like it. There Rusty, is. Rusty, get a over here, you coward! I'm a coming. Rusty's bringing up the rear. Right. You find. In the darkened corner, it appears to be a shrine depicted to the holograms and other displays, turning them into saint-like figures. They uh, see little dolls that appear to represent the new primitive Kish. 
in addition, you see another flat crystal lying amongst the offerings of the shrine. There it is. Uh, Mo will go up and grab it, unless you guys have a different idea. I'll cover you. Tuttle, do you have any ideas? No, feel free, though. I'll I'll keep my weapon out just in case. Actually, he's going to uh, replace it with a small bag of sand and do it real quickly. You you can probably do the same thing you did last time if you want to turn it on. Yep, turn it on. Actually, I'm going to detect magic in this whole area. Okay, you detect magic, and there appears to be no magic. Okay. The message begins... Chief Technology Officer here at Securitech. Our customer service representatives received your message regarding your... And I want to assure you that we take your security issues with the utmost seriousness. After all, you are our biggest client. (laughs) A copy of the admin key code for your lock and all the locks we install resides on the server within the foundry. The server cannot be accessed except from the physical terminal and only secure text chief executive officer. A few key members of our team and I have access to the terminal. In addition, I checked the logs this morning and no one has accessed your file in almost a year. And that was for normal... Message ends. Um, I don't know what we learned other than we got the other key card. Yeah. That's kind of... Now we can triangulate. Yeah, I guess... Yeah, that's what we were expecting. What you can do is, real quick, his Tuttle could do his computer check. He'll automatically succeed because it's only a 12. Where this secure tech's offices used to be. And you can probably get those codes that are mentioned in this message from mm-hmm. the old offices. Right. That's awesome. Hey everyone, Steve here. So that was really amazing, or strange, or bizarre, however you want to look at it. Akiro shows up and all the roles are amazing. The first 75 episodes when Hiroji was there, their roles weren't really that great. More times than not, they'd be rolling below a 10, constantly. And I know you think maybe we just remember like Gambler's Fallacy where you only remember the times you win and in this case you only remember the times you lose but I think if you went back and did all the numbers at least during combat they really rolled low numbers I'm gonna tell you so it was refreshing to see this I've actually seen this happen before but we'll see how long this lasts if Akira will constantly be making everyone roll good numbers or we're just insane and we're just making this stuff up because these are numbers they have no memory they're just random chance I guess we'll find out as for this week's role to assist Param and I take one of the most complex questions we've ever gotten, but it's also the question that we've gotten more than any other, which is what you should do when you're setting up a brand new campaign. So both he and I take a bit of time to explain what you do when you set up a brand new campaign or start a new gaming system or start with a new group of people. He and I go into our details of what we recommend. So take it away, Param and me. Question Imperatus Emperitus. I'm going to be starting a Starfinder campaign from the ground up. Any advice? 
That's an easy question, right? Oh, sure. Brand new campaign. Uh, just you go. You tell them. I'm gonna go get something to eat, Param. You you good? You take this one. Oh, good lord. Okay, so first things first. Make sure you're familiar with the game system uh, and the packed worlds. If you're gonna be running into it, uh, just do just do some quick research. The other thing is, don't panic. This is about if you're starting up a campaign, it's because you had an idea or you had an idea of the experience you want to put together. And as long as you're true to that and you're working together with your players, this is going to go fine. Now, I don't know if you're going to be doing a prep game, if you're going to be doing a pre-written thing, or if you're going to be doing improv. But either way you go, at least put an outline of what your hopes are for this thing to be. Now, I can give you the spill about how to learn the system or how to make notes or how to keep an outline put together or how to prep a game session in advance or how to study an AP, uh, which is all super useful things to know. But if you're going to be putting a game together, remember why you did it, why your players want to play in it and make that the guiding force for everything you do, getting it ready. So for me, I, I mean, I could, you and I could probably do hours on this question and it's not just Starfinder, it's any game. First of all, like to get together the players and ask them and make sure we're all on the same page and make sure we're all playing this game for the same reasons. And also, very important, that everyone is familiar with the game system. If you've never played the game system before, make sure you play a small mini-adventure with the game system because there's nothing worse than starting a game and playing for a few months and then realizing one of the PCs hates the game system, hates their character, and quits. So you got to make sure everyone's on board. This is like a long-term relationship. And I've had that happen. I've had people who leave after one session. They just did not like um, the system. They just didn't like the way it worked. So you got to make sure everyone's on board with the system. That actually was a huge risk when we started Starfinder because none of us knew the system. And we decided, oh, we'll just start a two-year, three-year adventure path on a podcast on Starfinder. We assume it's going to be good, and luckily it's great, and we love it. But if you don't know the system, make sure you test it out. And then just find out what are they doing. Do you guys want to do a long, epic adventure like a adventure path you guys just want to do lots of mini adventures are you starting at level one do you guys not want to do level one and start off at like level five or seven where they're a little bit more powerful and then you don't have to write your own adventure like i say this all the time like i i add my own stuff i like pre-written adventures i like finding things that are written by some of the best adventure writers in the entire world and running their stuff i have no problem with that whatsoever I don't feel like I need to put my mark on every single thing because trust me, even if you're running a pre-written adventure, you're going to be adding a lot to it. It always happens no matter what. And something else, uh, advice for if you are new and you're just getting started with new players is to be real lenient on redoing things, redoing their characters, making new choices. Uh, don't force your players or yourselves to stick to something that you're not having fun with it's it's so much less headache if a character just really doesn't like their soldier or because they chose the wrong soldier build and don't make them keep doing it let either introduce a new soldier find up some reason to let them retrain or just you know wink wink nudge nudge rewrite that particular part uh, just don't think that you have to do things because that's the way it started yeah, I would also say that is definitely be lenient with your characters. If you guys are new to it, I would not 
really don't plan on, okay, we're going to play this game and go from level one to level 20. It's not going to happen. Don't do that. It's just, it's just, it's a huge commitment. People will burn out. And quite frankly, people want to try out different characters. They might want to try out different play styles. And more importantly, they might not know how they want to play. So again, I, I suggest quite frankly, organized play in the beginning. I would run just organized play adventures because they're all short. They're all different. You can run them in one or two sessions. They have lots of different environments and different mechanics. So you can try out a lot of things and you can find out what you like to run and then what your players like to play. And then once you get that down and it goes very quick, you guys can also level your characters very quickly. It's only three adventures for your guys to go up one level. So you can level up your characters fast. They, they get to see a lot. And then from there, you can start building your own adventures. I always tell people do that. Like I, I, I know people want to jump in the deep end, but I recommend you, you start off slow before you try to jump right in. And don't make the mistake of thinking that the OP adventures are like some lesser quality storylines. There's some amazing stuff they've done with the organized play and some of the storylines and adventures that they've gone through there is absolutely surprising. Uh, we've constantly called it the best kept secret of Starfinder. Yeah, and it's not just Starfinder, Pathfinder too. It's just, there's, and there's, there's, they're great. They're small, they're short. And I, that's how I even came back into the fold is I was playing um, Forgotten Realm or whatever it was. I forgot, like second edition, whatever, third or th 3.5, way back when it was the RPG or whatever that was. And I played this one adventure where like, it was just so imaginative. It's like we showed up and there was a post for an adventure and it was a raven that came up and the raven's master uh, was trapped somewhere. And we had to like talk to the raven and the raven was who hired us because the, the familiar was looking for a master and then we had to like go into this strange underground lair underneath a tree and then there was like all these organic things it was like a living brain and i was like what the heck is going on i'm like this is insane it was like whoever wrote this is a madman i love it i gotta see more of this so that's how i got involved into really running pre-written adventures because the stuff in the pre-written adventures is just so out there and it doesn't even matter if you think that you're like an amazing writer. You might as well, you might well be an amazing adventure writer, but exposing yourself to other ideas and other ways to play the game and, and how other fantastically talented writers put things together will help grow what you do in your custom stuff. Yeah. The other problem with custom stuff is you might get too close to it and then you don't want to kill your children. Like I ran this game with my friend Seth and he was the GM and he started off this game i've actually said this in my podcast it was me chris and bob and we we're just walking and he's old school so he made this really hard and he's like you see a dragon off in the distance i ran and hid these guys are like waving to it the dragon comes down fights them they die campaign over this was the very first adventure first session he yelled at us. He goes, I can't believe you guys died. I wrote pages and pages of content. He had this huge notebook. It's like, I never got to use any of this. And he was angry at us. And we're like, yeah, well, you shouldn't have had the dragon kill us. He goes, well, you know, 5% of the time, you're supposed to run away. I rolled that 5% of the time. You weren't supposed to fight it. Which is like, yeah, 
we did it. You should know us better. These guys always fight everything. Doesn't matter how, doesn't matter if it's a dragon or an ogre or whatever, they're going to fight it. That's how these guys play. And that's important to know. That's if you're going to do a custom adventure, you need to know your customers. You need to know your PCs. And you got to be very careful because you might feel like I can't kill these guys off because I put so much work into this and I want them to see all this cool stuff. So this, I mean, again, we could talk about this forever. Yeah, I mean, this is a super broad topic, man, that like a whole whole podcasts have been created for addressing this very topic. Yeah, but to sum it up, if I would say for Starfinder or Pathfinder is know your players, know what their experience level is, make sure they're comfortable with the game you're running and they like the game. Make sure they have characters they actually like. And then more importantly, try to play some small adventures together that you have no skin in. Most likely, I would recommend either small adventures or better yet, society play, which are four hour, five hour adventures. And you guys can actually see what you like. You can sort of get all the bugs out of the system and realize, you know what? I don't like playing a ranger. They seem fun, but they're always in the back. That's not a fun class to play. I'd much rather play a rogue or a sorcerer because they are much cooler. Spells are a lot of fun. That actually even happened in our game with John stats is that he was always playing wizards and he thought he would like them and he actually hated them. It was too much work, too much to remember, all the spells. It just was way too much. So now he plays Mo. He plays a soldier, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm not going. I'm never going back. That's all I play now. I play fighters. I like fighters. I like getting in their face and beating them with a the big stick. That's my play style. God bless him. But it took him a long time to get to that where he actually learned what he liked to do. Yeah, and you wouldn't. He wouldn't have learned it if he didn't try out new things. Right. And that's something is that people might get too invested if you try to like make this the end all be all campaign when you're first starting out. You know what I would really recommend if you're getting a campaign together for the first time? Go to a con and play a game together as a group and see what it's like with somebody else running things. Uh, that way you get an idea of what the game is like, about how things are run, about an example of what an adventure looks like, and that'll really help speed things along when you're trying to put together something yourself. Yeah, I always like to play with other people. I just like to see how they GM and see. I learn tricks all the time. Like one thing I learned was a really good trick is that this one guy, so he did these secret rolls, he would do them out in the open and he would take like five dice and he would have all different colors, but he wouldn't tell you what color he was using. And then you would see like, okay, well, they're all low numbers, but one of them is a high number. Is that the one? Is that the die? And it made for like a fun mini game within the game. And I was like, oh, that's a really good idea. You know, like this way it's kind of out in the open, but not really out in the open. Another one I saw is where they do a mapping. Like if you roll a 17, it's actually a three. If you roll a 10, it's actually a, a four. You know, things like that where he maps the numbers to different uh, numbers for, again, secret rolls. And that's, again, fun because then the players are always doing the secret rolls out in the open. They just don't know their results. It's like, did I disarm the trap? He rolls a 20. It's like, yeah, you think you disarmed it. He's like, but I rolled a 20. He goes, yeah, it's not really a 20. That's something else. And so you're like, yeah, you're pretty sure. And then it goes off. You know, things like that are fun. So once again, thank you, Param. And if you have any questions for Param or myself, please write me on the Discord channel. And you too can be in a future episode of Roll to Assist. And then finally, we have the PaizoCon contest. That's right, lots to announce this week. Let's start. 
First of all, I mentioned the question at the beginning of the show, but I'll mention it here again. And the question is, how many ones or critical misses were rolled in total this episode? Again, they're very easy to hear. It's the wah, wah, wah sound you hear during combat. How many ones were rolled by everyone? The PCs, the monsters, everyone. Just count them up and there you go. So once you have all your answers for all questions from episode 70 to 76, just go to the form, which you can find at paizocon.rollforcombat.com. You can also just go to the site. It'll be listed there. Very easy to find. You just fill out the form, submit it, and you will be entered into the contest. A random winner will be selected on April 23rd, and you have to make sure you get all the answers right for the questions from episode 70 to 76. And what do you win? That's right. You win a free trip to Paizocon. You win a free hotel, you win a free ticket, and you win a free banquet ticket. And oh yeah, you get to play Grimmer Space with myself and some of the guys from Roll for Combat, which was written by Richard Pett, and which is going to be broadcast on the PaizoCon Twitch channel, and we're going to have special guest and co-author Sean Austin joining us. That's right. You might want to win this. Oh yeah, one more thing you have to join the Discord channel to enter. You just go to rollforcombat.discord.com. You can hang out there. You can talk to other members of the show. If you post enough, you get a free t-shirt. You can play any one of our play-by-discord games. We've got tons on there. We've got Starfinder. We've got Pathfinder. we got everything in between. You name it, we got it. So check that out. Get your entry in today. Finally, some quick show notes. Don't forget, new podcast every single Tuesday. Do subscribe to us on iTunes and Android, and do leave a review. It really helps out the show. Actually, I haven't had a new review on iTunes in a while, so if you haven't reviewed the show, please go to iTunes and tell us what you think. Also, make sure you check out Jason's Talking Combat column every single Thursday, where he goes through the previous episode in detail from the player's point of view. As I said before, join the Discord channel. Everyone's doing it. Just go to discord.rollforcombat.com. You can hang out with me and everyone else and play games. Who doesn't want to do that? Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all those great things. You can find that on rollforcombat.com. All the links are there. Check out our Reddit channel as well. And also, do check out our Patreon. We've been releasing lots of cool stuff. I've been releasing the episodes early on Patreon. We have new pictures new private behind-the-scenes episodes, lots of stuff up there. And finally, if you've been noticing, I've been putting up a lot of interviews with a lot of Paizo guys. I just had Ron Lundin on. I had James L. Sutter on the show. Well, guess what? I'm going to be having a ton of Paizo people on the show. Nearly every single week, I'm going to have another interview. So if you want to hear all about Pathfinder 2nd Edition, if you want to hear what's coming down in the road with Paizo and Starfinder and everything else they're doing, subscribe to Roll for Combat. Even if you don't want to listen to us playing Dead Sons, that's cool. I get it. I'm sure you want to listen to these interviews with everyone from Paizo. We've got a lot of cool stuff coming up. I'm also going to get Roan and Lou from Iron GM Games in the near future and have them talk all about Grimmer Space. So look for that in the near future. Anyhow, with that, good luck to you in the contest, and I'll talk to you later. You've been listening to Roll for Combat, a Starfinder actual play podcast. If you have a question or comment for the show, please visit us at rollforcombat.com. 
or drop us a line at contact at rollforcombat.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, Discord, and other social media platforms. been listening to Roll for Combat. Until next week, always remember that no Tom Hanks were harmed in the making of this podcast.